Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Therese Cerise and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled He's Speaking. Here we go. He's whispering to me the sweet things of life. He wants me to grab hold of his vision. He's erasing my pain of misery and strife, and he hopes that I'm paying attention. He's speaking softly. I can barely hear him, but he's loving me to depths never mentioned. He's holding my hand as I glide through the night, through all of these different dimensions. He's offering me joy and serenity, relaxing my mind. He's my solution. He says, don't you worry. His concern comforts me. He's holding me close to his heart of protection. He's unraveling my mess. He spoke peace, be still to it. He's speaking to my situation. I hope that you all are having a very blessed July 4th for those who celebrate July the 4th. And I was going over my journal. I've been reading my journal a lot because I like to kind of do inventory on self. That is something that I have learned to do um, in terms of being able to see where and which areas I've healed in and which areas still require more attention. And so in my taking the time to go through my journal, I came across a particular dream that I had. So I'm going to eliminate the names in the dream. But I am going to read what I wrote because it was so detail-oriented. And so I'm going to share with you. And this is something that I do often. Whenever I have a dream, I write down everything that I can remember as soon as I wake up. But this, again, was written over a decade ago. And here we go. It says, A few days ago, not quite sure when, but I wrote the exact date in my letter to this individual. I had a dream that I was at my daughter's grandmother's house, a new house in the dream. She is my oldest daughter, her grandmother. Well, in this house, there was a floor that was open to the ocean with no covering with no glass covering it. So it was in a circular position and every 30 minutes it changed positions. So when it was open, it would be the ocean. When it was closed, it would show the floor. Well, I just so happened to be walking and I stepped down too soon and fell into the ocean. I started to panic because right before I fell in, my bra strap on my right side 
had loosened and fell on my arm. And when I fell into the ocean, it had tightened up because of the water. So when I tried to get out of the ocean, I couldn't because I was only working with one arm. And I didn't have enough strength to pull myself up. So I began to panic and think to myself, is this how I'm going to die by drowning? No one even knows I'm down here drowning. I am going to die over something so trivial as my bra straps slipping over my arm or because I missed a step. This is not a way to die. Then I suddenly heard a voice say, calm down, relax. When I obeyed this voice, my bra strap loosened back up and I was able to place it back on my shoulder. When I heard this noise like an engine starting and then the floor was changing, so it ended up covering me all the way up. So once again, I thought, here I am. I'm going to die like this. Then that voice told me to swim toward the open area. I did, and I tried to pull myself up, but I could not because my hands were wet. But I was able to pull my head above water and yell, help! Which is when my oldest daughter's grandfather heard me and pulled me out of the ocean. Then I woke up. That same night, I had another dream. And that this time, there were small lightning bolts falling out of the sky. And when I went to run for cover, I couldn't find any because large objects were falling out of the sky, like large ice trays and cups. Then I woke up. My mom said it was because I felt like my issues were insurmountable. But God is in control. This morning on May the 15th, 2010, I woke up with this particular young lady on my mind. So I sent her a text message and let her know, you crossed my mind this morning. I must share this with you. And here is what I shared with her. Don't allow fear to rob you of your hopes and dreams. All fear is, is false evidence appearing real. Go for what you know. Dare to live your best life now. Your best hasn't even happened yet. Be encouraged. I love you, girl. Signed, Teresa. Or dash Teresa is what it says. She responded saying, you have me crying this early in the morning. Laugh out loud. Thanks, girl. I really needed to hear that. And I replied by saying, you're welcome, dear. God put you on my heart for a reason. Laugh out loud. Always remember, he knows the thoughts he has towards you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. Jeremiah 29, 11. Use your talents and he, because he didn't place them in you for nothing. Some way, somehow. I believe that message was also meant for me. 
then it says during those dreams i felt like i knew everything taking place but a few hours later god led me to psalms 69 and i currently am trying to find my ipad <laughs> so that i can read what it says and for some reason i guess i misplaced my oh here it is um so let me see if i can find that psalm 69 and just see what it says because I might have thought that it meant one thing, but it could have actually meant something totally different. But I just thought that was quite interesting that I was literally led to write my entire um, dream. That's right. I don't think I'm connected to the Internet right now, so this might not work. But I'm going to try it anyway. Let me see. Okay, so it's not going to work, but if you get a chance, check out Psalm 69. I'll check it out afterwards. Um, but I just thought that that was quite interesting that I literally was able to remember what my dream was. And I had two different dreams. And so the ability to be able to remember what your dreams are and then to be able to write them down. Um, I hear a lot of people say that whenever they have dreams that they don't remember, they can't remember to save their life. But for some reason, I have been blessed to be able to articulate what it is that I dream about. And it's been like this for years. Um, I, looking back, there was times that I literally, I remember when I was, well, I'll give you one example. I remember I was in the hospital and um, this actually happened after my brain surgery. And my mom said, I kept saying this date. And she was like, I don't know why you kept saying this date, but you kept saying this date. And after I got out the hospital, a few days later, um, that date came to pass. And she said, I kept talking about death while I was in the hospital. She was scared for me talking about death because she didn't want me to die from the brain surgeries. But she said, I kept saying this date and I kept talking about death. And I kept telling her that someone close to us is going to pass away. And she was like, stop saying that. Stop saying that. And so fast forward a few days later after I got out of the hospital, sure enough, that date, my uncle passed away. And so um, that's just something. It's a gift, I guess. Um so this is what Psalm 69 says. I was able to find it on my other. This is this is long. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with y'all. <laughs> you know how you get when you go to church or whatever, but they, and they expect you to only read like three verses, and you end up reading like 20 verses, and they just like, oh my goodness, this is the longest passage ever. Well, I kind of feel like that right now. But Psalm 69 says, "Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck." I sink in the Murray and the Murray depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. Those who hate me without reason outnumber the hairs of my head. Many are my enemies without cause. Those who seek to destroy me, 
I am forced to restore what I did not steal. You, God, know my folly. My guilt is not hidden from you. Lord, the Lord Almighty, may those who hope in you not be disgraced because of me, God of Israel. May those who seek you not be put to shame because of me. For I endure scorn for your sake and shame covers my face. I am a foreigner to my own family, a stranger to my own mother's children. For zeal for your house consumes me and the insults of those who insult you fall on me. When I weep and fast, I must endure scorn. When I put on sackcloth, people make sport of me. Those who sit at the gate mock me, and I am the song of the drunkards. But I pray to you, Lord, in the time of your favor, in your great love, O God, answer me with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the mire. Do not let me sink. Deliver me from those who hate me, from the deep waters. Do not let the flood waters engulf me or the depths swallow me up or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, Lord, out of the goodness of your love and your great mercy turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in trouble. Come near and rescue me. Deliver me because of my foes. You know how I am scorned, disgraced, and shamed. All my enemies are before you. Scorn has broken my heart and has left me helpless. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. For comforters, but I found none. They put gal in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. May the table set before them become a snare. May it become retribution and a trap. May their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs be bent forever. Pour out your wrath on them. Let your fierce anger overtake them. May their place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in their tents. I... For they persecute those you wound and talk about the pain of those you hurt. Charge them with crime upon crime. Do not let them share in your salvation. May they be blotted out of the book of life and not be listed with the righteous. But as for me, afflicted and in pain, may your salvation, God, protect me. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull with its horns and hooves. The poor will see and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts live. The Lord hears the needy and does not despise his captive people. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and all that move in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. Then people will settle there and possess it. The children of his servants will inherit it. And those who love his name will dwell there. And that was Psalm 69, the entire chapter. So 1 through 36 is what I see. Wow, Lord. So I had a dream that I was swallowed up by an ocean. <laughs> 
And then God gives me later Psalm 69 and it talks about, I have come into the deep waters, the floods engulf me. That is really powerful. Crazy. But it actually, that, that's crazy to me. I should not be shocked um, because this has happened more than once in my lifetime. But I just think that it's amazing that when you take time out to truly seek the face of your creator, um, how he is able to give you a revelation of things far deeper than you may think on the surface. And so it's amazing for me to have turned to that journal insert because it was so detailed and then I think I just wrote down what he led me to but I don't think I ever took the time out to read it <laughs> yeah so this is probably is my first time reading it I think I just literally wrote down like oh the Lord led me to the scripture and I probably just left it at that but now I'm reading it and yeah I'm amazed I am truly amazed um but it also as I'm reading this it helps me to see that there's always going to be people that are going to hate you without a reason. And it's going to feel like they outnumber the hairs on your head. It's going to feel like, wow, it's me against the world. There's going to be those times, especially when you're doing your very best to stand for what's right. Um, anytime that you're doing what you believe is right, then yes, depending upon what's happening you may feel as if you're standing alone and it's you against the world last night i stayed up quite late and i watched this movie with um taraji p henson in it she was one of the main characters and it was called the best of enemies and it was between a ku klux klan he used to be like the head person the president i believe of the ku klux klan cp and then Anne, I think, I think her name was Anne. I might be wrong. I do apologize if I'm getting it wrong. Uh, but I think it was Anne. Um, but Anne Water, Anne Waters is the last name, I think. But anyway, she um, was trying to fight for justice. And in her trying to fight for justice, she literally made up in her mind that she was going to learn about her enemy. And the more she learned about her enemy, the more she recognized the similarities that they had. And I really feel like that happens a lot. I really feel like sometimes we get so caught up in calling someone our enemy that we don't even take the time out to figure out what our similarities are. A while back, I had talked about when I was in high school, how there were these girls, these two girls that just, they knew and they had made up in their minds that they could not stand me. They didn't know the reason. They just couldn't stand me for whatever reason. Maybe they were trying to follow the crowd, whatever. But they, they just knew they couldn't stand me. And one particular time, we ended up, me and one of the girls, we ended up on the bus together. And so... Um, I don't know how it transpired because so, so much has happened, but some way, somehow we ended up having a, a brief conversation. And in that brief conversation, she discovered that I wasn't who she thought I was, that I was down to earth, that I was cool to talk to. And it changed the way she viewed me. 
Well, I feel like a lot of times that happens when we have our so-called enemies and maybe there was a disagreement and we draw this conclusion. I don't like them, but you don't really know why you don't like them. You don't like them. Why? Because they don't they don't agree with everything that you agree with. I don't think I want a person like that in my life, that every single thing that they got to just side with everything I say. I don't even think I want to deal with someone like that. I, I actually like to have the types of dialogue where there's a difference of opinion and it allows me to expand the way that I think. I've been like that for quite some time. I don't mind having dialogue with people. I don't mind hearing someone else's perspective. I actually find it quite interesting to see how someone comes to where they're at in terms of maybe their journey when it comes to, let's say, weight loss or when it's their journey comes to their career or when it's their journey in terms of religion. Like I am intrigued by that type of stuff. It doesn't I'm not easily offended when it comes to things like that. I'm curious, but I'm not easily offended. And so I will may, I'll ask the question, you know, well, what made you choose this? Or what made you choose that? Or what? how did you draw that conclusion? I may ask way too many questions, but I do ask questions. Um, and that's because I want to know. I don't want to lean on my own understanding. I want the ability to be able to ask you why you think the way you think and if you have found a way that gives you peace, I did that with my son. I was wondering why it is my son chose who he chose to be in a relationship with. When he let me know that this person gives him peace, well, then I don't have anything else to say. You've given me your perspective. You've given me what you hold to be true for you. That's your truth. I'm not here to change your mind. I just really want to understand you. And at this point in this juncture of your life, I just want to understand who I'm dealing with so that I can kind of gauge how to deal with you. That's just the way that I look at it. But I know everybody doesn't share that view. I know um, there's a lot of people that if you don't think the way that they think, they don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, if you don't operate the way that they operate, they don't want to have anything to do with you. I know that there are a lot of people that pretty much only have a certain perspective. They are not going to co-sign for anything different. I get that. I've seen it time and time again, especially in corporate America. And so after a while, you just get to the point that you're just like, okay, well, this is the pathway that I see that's an option, but maybe there's another option over here where I'm more accepted. And then you go in that direction of where you're more accepted. And so um, it's just, I guess it's just the name of the game. I guess that's just the process of life. That's just some of the things that we go through. Um, but I am always open to a difference of opinion. Um, I know that there's a lot that you can learn from other people. Good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. There's just a lot that you can learn from other people. And so I try to keep my mind open so that um, I'm ever learning, so that I, I never stop learning. I watch a lot of movies. That's probably not wise, but I also listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I kind of try to balance it out. But um, the movies that I watch, especially of late, I think I'm just trying to understand how we got to the point of where we are now. 
um, with certain perspectives. And so for me, I watch movies, especially if they're based on true stories. Um, I love to learn about my history. And I think it's kind of ironic that I'm, I love to learn about my history now, but when I was in school, I hated history. I hated that subject. Maybe because I could not wrap my brain around why we were doing history, but I hated history. Science and history were the two things, subjects that I hated. Absolutely hated. Math came in a, a, a clean third. Um, but yeah, I hated history when I was in school. And now I love it. Now I'm always trying to find out information. I'm always asking questions. Um, I remember when my grandfather was in the hospital, I wanted to be right there by his um, bedside and just glean from his history. And so I just think it's ironic that, um, and I'm talking about my mom's father, but yeah, I think it's ironic that I love history now. <laughs> very, very interesting. Now it's like, I want to know my roots. I want to know where I came from. I want to know um, why, what my name means. I want to know what my birthday means. You know, it's like now I'm into the history aspect and I wasn't before, but now it's like all of a sudden I'm so curious about those things. I'm so curious as to what is my purpose in this lifetime? What am I supposed to be doing? And if I'm veering off from that, how do I get on track to do just that? So, yes, this is going to conclude my episode on tonight. However, I hope that it encouraged someone. Those of you that know me, you know that sometimes I get on a tangent and I just talk, honey. I don't mean any harm or foul. However, these are not pre-recorded. I literally say what's on my heart. Um, that way I can be as transparent as possible. And it does not seem like you're dealing with another recording where everything is take one, take two. No, it's here we go. That's how we do it. <laughs> and so all here, uh, we are raw, real and wise. Although there may be times that it seems like there's nothing that I'm saying that is wise. But I try to be as real as possible. So again, this is going to conclude this episode on tonight. But before I completely finish, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is dated July the 4th, 2021. It says, Dear future hubby, are you a dreamer? I am. This is something that I've known for many years. And I am just now getting to the point where I am am able to talk about it freely. To be quite honest with you, my dreams used to scare me. Maybe because I didn't understand them or maybe because they were always full of so many details that they could be quite overwhelming at times. Well, tonight I came across a dream that I had way back in May of 2010. This is one reason why I believe it is so important to write our dreams down. Those dreams we have in terms of our aspirations and the dreams we also have when we are sound asleep once we awaken. I truly believe that our dreams tell us either about what we've come out of, what we are currently in situational wise, or where we are going. No, 
Not all dreams have happy endings, but my prayer is that those dreams I have of uniting with you will in fact have a very happy ending. I love you, love Teresa. So I hope y'all have the most amazing Sorry, y'all. I hope y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there's only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.